Hallelujah. Glory to the Lord. Today's message, message is your harvest will come. Okay? Your harvest will come. This scripture, this book, is so practical when it comes to teaching us how to live our lives in a ways that are significant and influential. And that will bring blessing to others. And today, we are going to meditate in one, in one psalm of the Bible. And this psalm has spoken to me a lot, many times, when I was in trouble. And I'm going to meditate on the Psalm 37. Have you read it before? Psalm 34. And the first part of this psalm, the first bit of advice we get from the scripture is, fret not. Fret not. Or do not fret. Do you know what means to fret? The word fret means to be excessively worried or agitated, constantly anxious, upset, disquieted emotionally. And I want you to read Psalm 37, 1 and 2. Let's read all together. Do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envi envious of the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass, and wider as green herb. Don't, be, don't fret or become envious because of someone who does evil. The idea is that they seem to, to be getting away with it and prospering. Have you seen? Some people, they don't fear God. They are away from the Lord. They are full of addictions. They don't come to church. They don't have the fear of the Lord in their heart. And you have seen sometimes they are prospering. Their lives are okay. They are healthy. And sometimes their lives are better than yours. Have you seen that? Yeah. And we know that what they are doing, this kind of people, what they are doing is wrong. And I can see that what they are doing is evil. These people outside, their agenda is obvious to everyone. But it seems like they are carrying on in their weakness and their crooked ways. And they just seem to getting away with it. And there is no consequences for them. <laughs> they are doing evil things with no consequences. But the scripture says 
to all of us that are here today. Don't fret. Don't be upset. Don't be worried about that because fretting only does harm. Fretting only harms you. Let's read verse 8. Psalm 37, 8. Cease from, let's read all together. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret. It only causes harm. Do not fret. It only causes harm. Fretting will harm you. It will rob you of your peace. It can even be harmful to your health. Don't envy them, those who are away and are practicing so many things. The scriptures say that envy can bring rottenness into your bones. Did you know that? I want you to read Proverbs 14.30. Proverbs 14.30. A sound heart is what? Life to the body. But envy is rottenness to the bones. Beloved brothers, even doctors, scholars, scientists have proven what the Bible says. This verse. Even scholars, there are connections between physical diseases and your feelings and emotions. Envy, anger, worries, lack of forgiveness can produce diseases in your body. Did you know that? I was searching some disease that can come through this kind of feeling. Lack of forgiveness, envy, anger, worries. And it's not Pastor Marcio, it's the doctors, okay? If you Google, you're going to find. I Googled. This is why I know. It's not that I am an expert, okay? I am not a doctor. I know a, lot, a little bit, but... The doctor says, some disease doctor says that our feelings and emotions can cause hair problems. <laughs> Are you losing hair? <laughs> Stop worrying. Stomach problems. Hmm. You can have problems in your stomach because you are too nervous. Anxious. Neck problems. Back problems, heart problems. <laughs> too, you are too anxious. Your, your heart starts beating. Have you seen that? <laughs> Allergies. Rheumatism. You know what is rheumatism? Is inflammation in the joints or muscles. Ulcers. Constipation. Can you imagine? 
yeah, because just because you don't rest in the Lord, I was worried, anxious. Arthritis, itching, migraine. Do you have some migraine or headache? Maybe it's the cause. Sleepness or when you have difficult to sleep. Sleeplessness. <laughs> and, yeah, or insomnia, yeah. But this is the worst one. The doctors came to the conclusion that this anxiety can produce in your body cancer. Cancer. Let's read another version in the, the same Proverbs 14, verse 13. Another version. Let's read all together. If you have peace in your mind, your body, you'll be healthy. But if you are jealous, it will eat away your body. Wow. Some, some believers, they don't listen to the Bible. Now you are listening to the doctors. What the Bible said thousands of years ago, now the doctors are saying. Who could say this connection between your emotion and your body? <laughs> no one could say that. But the Bible said long ago. And unfortunately... Some people that are listening to me right now. Some people, you are look, some people that are looking at me right now. They are experiencing anxiety, worries, envy. This is why you and I have to live by faith. This is why we should trust the Lord and rest in Him. This is what the faith produces. When you go and you, and you get our anxiety, and then you say, Lord, I trust you, and you give it to him. He gives you the peace. And then what's going to happen? You're going to have a healthy life. Your body's going to be okay. True faith in God brings us rest, peace, and emotional and physical health. Okay, I'm going to repeat again. True faith in God brings us rest, peace, and, and emotional and physical health. Blood brothers, I don't know you. If you are this, this kind of people that are always worried about things. I have decided to cast all my cares on God. I have decided. I live stuff with God. If something bugs me, I get on my knees and I roll my burden into the Lord, into the Lord, and I leave it with a hand. It's much way better to live it. This is why, how you should live. Do you think that your pastor have problem? Huh? 
I, I don't have only my problems. I have my problems. I have your problems. I have the problem of the church. I have the problem of my family in Brazil. I have the problems. Of people, oh, and I, I disciple some pastors in Europe here. They, I, I, I have time with them. I do discipleship by video conference with some pastor in Europe. And I carry the problem of many people. Do you think I go to bed and I stay one minute waiting to sleep? Do you think? <laughs> when I go to bed, my beloved brother, you can count one, two, three, and... <laughs> Ask to Fabiana. Ask to my family. Jesus said, why are you worried? Are you thinking because you are worried, so you can change anything in your life? You need to... To learn how to rest. This is the faith. Faith. And, and I wasn't in this way. I was that people, when I had something to do, I said, oh, Lord, me, help me. Oh, Lord, help. Or, or in the beginning, I, I was full of anxiety. Oh, uh, I didn't have this kind of, of trust. But after time, reading this book, then I said, Lord, I can rest on you because you are taking care of me. Because the Bible says, God works for those who rest on him. God works for those who wait on him. God will work not because you are work, because you are resting and you have faith in him. Can you say amen? God works for those who wait on him. Say that to the person next to you. Help me to preach. God works for those who wait on him. Fretting. Fretting and worrying only cause you harm. Okay? Fretting and worrying only cause you harm. I know there are some people of you here. <laughs> then the people say, oh, I think pastor has a crystal ball. He knows everything. <laughs> but I know there are some people here, here who are excessively worried. You are fretting. I know. Concerned. Disquieted. Over this and that. Am I preaching to you? Yeah? <laughs> How can you tell when you are worried? How? Just listen your speech. <laughs> Some people here, you don't stop talking. Just listen your speech. I know how worried you are. This all this anxiety. Yes. Is I don't need the crystal ball. <laughs> Even I don't need the Holy Spirit because I can listen, I can see. The scripture says, do not fret. Especially because of the workers of iniquity. Those who carry on in evil. And now we are going to go back to Psalm 37. 9 to 11. Please, you have to read this psalm at home, okay? You, you have to open your Bible because the Lord will speak to you again. Do not fret. 
7, 9 to 10, or 9 to 11. For, let's read all together. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait on the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. Then, for yet a little while, and the wicked shall be no more. Hallelujah. Indeed, you will look carefully for his place, but it shall be no more. 11. But the meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in abundance of peace. Hallelujah. One day the wicked will have to pay their bill. You can be faithful to the Lord, but those who are wicked ones, those who are doing evil, one day they will pay their bill. And, I, and, and now I want to, to read some verses of the Bible that says about the wicked and the righteous. I'm going to speak about those who are evil, doing wrong things all the time. They live in, in the illegality or always doing the wrong thing. And those who are righteous, that are obeying the Lord and always doing what is right. And my challenge to you today, look at me. Do what is right. Don't do what is wrong. Because one day they will pay the bill. And if you do what is wrong, one day you're going to harvest both sides. Let's read Ezekiel 17, 24. And all the trees of the field shall know that I... The Lord have brought down the high tree and exalted the low tree, dried up the green tree and made the dry tree flourish. I, the Lord, have spoken and I have done it. Hallelujah. So don't fret over evil people. And over what they are doing. Don't fret. Even when they seem to be prospering in their ways. Don't be envious of them. Because God can flip things around very quickly. Do you, do you listen to this verse? God can cut down one big tree. And another tree said, no, no, you're going to flourish. The Lord will fight for you. Just wait. Don't be envious. Looking at them, oh, they are not serving the Lord and they are better than me. They are not serving the Lord. They are healthier. Just wait. Just wait. Because just wait for the end. Let's read Luke, verse 1, 52, 53. He has put down the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
<laughs> Another example I want to give to you, Hannah. Do you, do, do you remember Anna, Samuel's mother? Huh? Do you remember? In her prayer to the Lord, after God had answered her prayer, she said, 1 Samuel 2, 4 to 5, says, The bow of the mighty is now broken, and those who stumbled are now, are now, Strong. Those who were well fed are now starving. And those who were starving are now full. The childless woman now has seven children. And the woman with many children wastes away. Hallelujah. <laughs> Another example, in the book of Esther, do you remember what is written in the book of Esther? Or Raymond, who once planned to kill the Jews, the Jewish people. What happened with Haman? Do you remember? He ended up being hung. On the very gallows he made for Mordecai. <laughs> he built one, one gallows for Mordecai. And he himself were, were hung there. <laughs> oh, on that day, on that day, uh, I, I, I need, I, I'm going to read Esther 7.10. So they hunged Haman on the gallows that he had prepared for Mordecai. Then was the king's wrath pacified. Or in that day which was supposed to be day of death and defeat for the Jewish was turned into in one of the Israel's greatest victory. Maybe... You, apparently, are living defeated life. Apparently. But you'll be turned soon in great victory. Can you say amen? amen. <laughs> Another example. <laughs> this book is so powerful. And you have to read this book, please. Sometimes you have defeated life. Do you know why? Because you don't know the Bible. What is written here? It's going to transform your life. Second King, 9.33. Like, uh, I have no time to read it, but this is another example. It was the wicked Jezebel, the wife of King Ahab, king of Israel. Do you remember about, about this evil woman who murdered, schemed, and plotted? And, and in the end, what happened with her? She was thrown from the window by her own servants. <laughs> and also devoured by dogs. <sighs> Another example. Acts 12, 23. Harold, I think you remember that evil governor 
who killed James the apostle, jailed Peter, persecuted the church, but at the end, he was eaten by worms and died. Huh. He was eaten by worms. And the, if I start giving example here, goes on and on and on and on and on. A lot of example. And I have no time to go on. Why I'm telling you all these stories, my beloved brothers? Why? Let's read Romans 15, verse 4. That says, for whatever things were written, whatever things were written in this book before were written for our learning. That we, through the patience and comfort of the scripture, may have hope. Hallelujah. Everything that was written in this book was written to teach us. So that we could have hope. That hope comes from the patience and encouragement that the scripture gives us. But I know many people, they don't have this patience and this encouragement. Why? First, because they don't read the scripture. They don't know the scripture. And this is the first point. These stories that we, we were talking about should be remembered. Okay? These stories should be remembered. When you feel like giving up, when you are, like you are giving up, or maybe you are cutting corners and falling the way of the wicked because it, it seems like right now they are prospering. They are getting ahead. And you say, I am falling, God, but I am falling, falling behind. I am doing worse. And those who don't serve the Lord, their life are better than my life. Whenever you are tempted to take shortcuts, stop and think. Remember these stories. And the Lord will fight for you. Remember, and the Lord will fight for you. I have, I have many stories about my own life. Things that happened. I could say many of them. Even here in Ireland. When I first moved here, without the English, saying to people, I came to have a church, to build a church. <laughs> you don't know. Some people look at me and said, <laughs> what this man is saying? <laughs> I was humiliated by some people in the here. <laughs> I, but I, I want to, to tell you another story. Years ago, like I was a brand new Christian, and I was in college. In my first year of college, and then... I was so excited. I said, this is my first month in the college. I need to, to show to everybody that I am Christian. Then I said, I, I need to, to tell everybody I am Christian. And there are many people, they went to college, they are in the school, and no one knows that you are a believer. <laughs> no one knows that you are a believer. This is a shame. 
Because you never spoke openly that you are a Christian. And it was the first week. And then what I did, I went outside and a lot of students. And I started talking about God. And one of them, one student, came. He was in the last year. I think he was in the fourth year. And he started coming at me. And, he, and his nickname was Foot in the Grave. It was his nickname. <laughs> Do you know why? He, he, foot in the Grave, because he was bad. <laughs> and he came, I was preaching and talking about God. And he came to me very angrily. And he humiliated me in front of all other students. And he had one toothpaste, a tube of tooth, toothpaste in his hand. And then I was talking about God. Do you know what he did? He took that toothpaste, put in his hand, and then slapped my face. And then spread the toothpaste on my head. I stopped preaching. Then I just said to him, I serve a God, and he fight for me. Just it. Then I went home, and then I started praying and said, Lord, now I am crying with my face full of toothpaste, my head. I was humiliated, and all of them are laughing, laughing at me. And the Lord said, wait patiently. Two weeks ago, this man came to my apartment. He knocked at the door and said, Marcio, I need to talk to you. I said, you're welcome, come in. He said, could you forgive me what I did? I said, of course I would. And he asked me, what did you do? Did you curse me? I said, no, of course not. I never curse anyone, never. And, but what happened with my life? In these two weeks, my life turned upside down. My family was destroyed. I had one accident. I, uh, I lost my car, lost everything. And today, I was expelled from the, from the school, from the college. And Everything wrong happened. And some people, they are saying that it's because he, maybe you cursed me. I said, no, 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 no. I never curse anyone. But do you know what is the problem? You humiliated the wrong person. This is the problem. I never curse anyone, but I 
did you remember that I said I have a God that fight my battles? Do you remember? And uh, then he said, could you pray for me? <laughs> I said, I will. But you have to repent from this sin, and maybe the Lord can change. Maybe the Lord can change it, the circumstances of your life. But he was expelled of the, the, of the college, and he didn't finish the last year. And I don't know about him, okay, what happened. But when we get angry with people, sometimes you, you are going to see that people, they are go coming against you. And we get, when you get angry or jealous, when you are, when you are attacked, when you do not forgive people, you will become emotionally weak. And also you develop physical diseases. But when you rest on God, and the Bible says, when you just wait on God, God will work for you. God always will work. Maybe you are looking at your life and say, but pastor, God's not doing anything until now. Until now, just wait patiently. Wait patiently. Sometimes it doesn't come in two weeks. I have some circumstances in my life that took one year, two years. In this town, took ten years. Some people that humbled me, in a few months, he invited me to preach in his church. Yeah. This is how the things changed. Have you been hurt by people? Yeah? Have you been hurt by people? People hurt you? You have to forgive them. Not because the aggressor deserve it. You forgive not because the aggressor deserves to be forgiven. No, no, no. You forgive because you need to take the poison of bitterness out of you. This is why you have to forgive people. Not because, they, because some people say, Pastor, how are you going to forgive that animal? That evil person. Then this is the problem. You have to forgive not because he deserves but you cannot have uh, this poison of bitterness inside of you. You need to take it out. If you don't take it out, you are going to have own cancer. Or a spiritual cancer that is going to kill you and destroy you. When you don't forgive, it is like you are taking poison yourself while you expecting the other to die. Hmm. This is... No, it's not there, but this is what is it. Is it. <laughs> this is why when you don't forgive, you are taking some poisoning and waiting for the other to die. <laughs> you are going to die. You might be humiliated, mistreated. People will speak ill of you. They will criticize you. Be prepared. Amen? Some people didn't like it. <laughs> Be prepared because people will criticize you. 
they criticized Jesus. They will criticize you. <laughs> and when they criticize you, when they spank you, do what Jesus did. He was in the cross and said, Lord, forgive them because they do not know what they are doing. Psalm 37, verse 9. <coughs> For the wicked will be destroyed. Could you read with me? For the wicked will be destroyed. But those who trust in the Lord will possess the land. Hallelujah. You must always, always consider the end of the wicked and of the righteous, especially in the light of eternity. Because maybe you are not going to see something here, but in the light of eternity. Because, but the Bible says they will soon be cut off. So we have to look at things in the light of eternity. Can you say amen? amen. Psalm 37, 35 to 37. I have seen wicked and ruthless people. What? Flourishing like a tree in its native soil. But when I looked again, they were gone. Though I searched for them, I could not find them. Look at those who are honest and good. For a wonderful future waits those who love Peace, hallelujah. Our greatest reward is in eternity. Amen? Our greatest reward is not here. But I believe, beloved brothers, that God is the one also who rewards us here on earth. Jesus said, if you are faithful, I'm going to reward you. I, here on this earth, then I expect things to happen in this lifetime. I have seen many things, but also pay attention. I expect troubles. I expect persecution and hardship. But in my mind, that very earthly loss will be more than made up through heaven's gains. Hallelujah. Every loss you have on earth will be compensated through gains in heaven. Amen. Every loss. I'm not worried about things. Even if the Lord don't defend me here, for me there's no problem. I know what awaits for me. Amen. Hallelujah. Eternity is the great equalizer. <laughs> Eternity is the great equalizer. Wow. There are some people that they have more than you. They are richer than you. And they reject God. And carry on in evil. I know. 
And also this kind of people, they call evil good, and they call good evil, and they try to le legislate evil. Beloved ones, the time will come and you look for them, and they will be no more. They won't be found. They will be gone. <laughs> Let's go to the next point of this message. That is verse 3. Let's read all together. Psalm 3. Trust and again. 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 Now speak to the person next to you. Say, trust in the Lord and do good. Trust in the Lord and do good. Or what I am teaching you. Psh, look at me, please. Continue to do what is right. And keep trusting God. Even when it seems like the shitters. And the evildoers are prospering. They are prospering, but keep trusting in the Lord and doing what is good. Keep living by the word of God. Continue to do what is right. Because it is always right to do what is right. I'm going to repeat again. It is always right to do. <laughs> Look like simple. But some people, they are not doing what is right. <laughs> Keep it doing. <laughs> don't, don't compromise. Young people, I'm talking to you right now. Don't start taking shortcuts. And violating your conscience and your character. Why? Because maybe you are going to destroy your life and your future. Listen to me. Don't start sharing your bed. Just to get a partner. Because God's way seems to be taking too long. Even some adults. You are waiting on the Lord and say, it's taking too long to the Lord to answer me. It's better to find someone to share my bed. You are going to destroy your life. Do what is right. Keep yourself pure, holy, in the eyes of the Lord. Don't share your bed, please. Don't destroy your body. Don't sell your body. Keep it pure, because it's going to be worth. Don't accept shortcuts. I'm talking to all of you. Don't accept shortcuts. Don't use lies. 
Because God's answer is not coming fast enough. Sometimes because God's answer is not coming, maybe I'm going to white lie. Don't accept the world's thunder. Don't walk illegally. Because all pay dearly for doing something wrong. Some people, they are walking in illegality. And you are going to pay very expensive. Wha do what is right in all areas of your life. If you don't do that, you're going to pay the bill for not to do the right things. Trust in the Lord and do good. Look to the person next to you and say, do what is right. <laughs> Trust in the Lord and do good. Amen? Then, my beloved brothers, keep doing what is right. Even if it seems like you are not getting ahead. Sometimes you go, oh, no, I am doing what's right, but it's, ah, I think I have to be like the others. Now, one day the bill will come. Galatians 6, 9. And I'm near to finish. All together, please. So, let's not get tired of Doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing. If we do not give up. Again. Again, let's read again. Let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing. If you don't give up. If you have been faithful to the Lord until today. If. Keep faithful. Don't get tired of doing what is good. Because your harvest is coming. If you, if you have a pure life. Keep it pure. Until the end. Because your harvest is coming. If you have been faithful to the Lord, keep it, keep it faithful until the end. Because your harvest is coming. Don't get tired. Don't get, why the Bible says for us not to get tired? Because sometimes you get tired. <laughs> Don't get tired. Keep running. Walk in purity. Because your harvest is coming. If you stop doing what is good, you will lose the harvest. Are you listening to me? Some people, they start doing what's good. Sorry to say, I don't like to speak, talk about money. Some people, they start giving their tithes and offerings. For one week, two weeks, one month. And what happened? Nothing happened. Their finances don't change. Don't, do not change. And what they, what they do? They get tired of doing what's right, what's good. And this is why your harvest doesn't come. Never stop doing what's good. Because your harvest, you depend on your constancy. God is, God is testing your heart. 
Our heart has been tested. And the Lord wants to see your faithfulness. And some people, they are faithful one week, two weeks, three weeks, and then they stop. Don't get tired of doing good. Because if you stop, you're going to lose your harvest. Can you say amen? Amen. amen. Then, keep loving. Pastor, it's not easy to love people. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> keep loving people. <laughs> keep serving. Oh, it's very, it's very hard, Pastor, to serve in the church. I love brothers, we need so many people to serve in many areas. Few people serve in the church. We have Hope Cafe, and few people are going to serve. We, have, we need deacons, people to help here. Few people say, you can count on me, Pastor. Keep serving. Keep in the ministry. Stay faithful. Continue giving your tithes and offering in the house of the Lord. Stay generous. Some people say, ah, pastor, I gave a lot in the past, but not now anymore. Don't get tired of doing what is right, what is good. Amen? Because your harvest is coming. Continue to trust God while you are sowing your seeds of goodness. Your harvest will come. Do you believe that? Yes. Your harvest will come. You will reap a harvest if you do not give up. Did you get the point? You are going to have the harvest if you do not give up. In due season, we shall reap if we faint not. Psalm 37, 3. Again, trust in the Lord and do good, dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Tr trust in the Lord, do what is good, feed on his faithfulness. Attention, attention here. It's not promised that you are going to live in policy. It's not it's not really that, that you are going to be banquet every day. No. He promised me a place to live. Is what we read. He, he promised a place to live and that my needs would be met. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. All my needs will be met. It's my needs. He didn't say that you're going to have a policy or a jet or a second jet. No, he didn't say that. But he will supply you in all your needs. Do you believe that? Let's stand up in Jesus' name. He, pros he promised you a place for you to live. He said, trust in the Lord, do good, dwell in the land. This is the land that the Lord gave you. Dwell in this land and feed on his faithfulness. Trust and do good. Trust and do good. Trust and do good. 
And don't get tired of doing good. I know I was tempted many times to stop doing good. Why? Do you know why I almost stopped? Because I started looking to people. I invested in their lives. I helped people. And after some period of time, they abandoned us. And then I said, I'm going to stop. Then the Holy Spirit said, don't get tired. It's not time for you to stop. And the Holy Spirit is talking to you today. Don't get tired. Keep trusting the Lord and do what is good. Amen? Maybe you are living anxious. You, you have this worried, worry inside of you. Or jealous. God is calling you to live by faith. To trust in the Lord and to rest in Him. Amen? Today, the Lord needs to heal you. In order for you to go to your bed and say, Lord, I want to rest in peace. But brothers, to have faith is to rest in the Lord. Your worries will not change anything in your life. Stop worrying. Listen Jesus' word, Matthew chapter 6. Stop worrying. Did you know that to be worried is a kind of sin? That many people don't ask the Lord to forgive them. And today you have to ask to the Lord, God, forgive me. Because I am full of worries in my life. When you are worried, you are saying, Lord, you are not doing anything, and I need to do something because you are not doing. This is what you are saying to the Lord without words. Keep your eyes closed right now. True faith in God brings us rest, peace, and emotional and physical health. Today, the Lord is calling you, my son, my daughter. Give me all your worries. Because I am taking care of you. He's calling you. Remove all anger and indignation and bitterness from your heart. Please, forgive people that who have hurt you. Now, remember, maybe you have people that you have to forgive them. And you, get, you have to say, Lord, I forgive him. I forgive her. That person that hurt you. Because this bitterness can destroy your health and your emotional life. Do not follow the path of the wicked. Continue to live a holy life that pleases God. Maybe you are walking not in, in pure life. And the Lord is calling you, repent. Abandon all this way that you are walking. Don't walk as the world. There is one holy pattern. And God is calling you. I'm going to help you. Pray and say, Lord, forgive me. The way that I am walking. Maybe you are following the path of the wicked. 
Don't accept shortcuts. Don't use lies. Don't accept the world standard. Don't walk illegally. Walk in truth. Trust in the Lord. There are some people here that you are giving up to serve the Lord. You are giving up in your prayer. But now you, you have to say to the Lord, Lord, I want to keep, I want to keep loving people, Lord. I want to keep serving your kingdom. I want to keep my life in the ministry, serving you, Lord. I want to keep giving you what belongs to you, Lord, my tithes and offerings. Pray right now. Maybe the Lord spoke to you something. What the Lord spoke to you, because it's God speaks in different way. And what the Lord spoke to you, Repent right now, please. This is a time of repentance. Keep being generous. Keep being gracious. Continue trusting the Lord. Continue trusting the Lord and doing what is good. Continue sowing good seeds. Lord, I pray for all my brothers and sisters. Lord, I pray for all those who have suffered in the past. Those who were abused. Those who were humiliated, Lord. Lord, I pray may the Holy Spirit can come and bring healing in their lives. Lord, I pray, Lord, that every one of us can give you our worries, Lord. Lord, in Jesus' name, we don't want to carry heavy burdens in our shoulder, Lord. Lord, want to give you. Say to the Lord, Lord, I am giving you all my worries, Lord. Say to him right now, Lord, I am giving you all my worries, Lord. I want to trust you. I want to trust you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Lord, I bless all my brothers and sisters. Those who are in this room, those who are listening through the internet, I bless all of them. I declare healing. Holy Spirit, move. Touch their hearts. Lord, forgive their sins. Help them to keep doing good. Those who are tired, Lord, strengthen them, Lord. Give them strength for them to keep working in your, the ministry, to keep praying, Lord, to keep giving, Lord, keeping faithful to you, doing what is good, doing what is right, Lord, because our harvest is coming. Lord, I bless all my brothers and sisters, and I declare, Lord, that we are going to trust you, and we believe that our harvest is coming, because you are a great and good God, and we are not going to give up, but we are going to keep faithful serving you until the end of, of our lives. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray and we give honor and glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. <laughs> glory be to the Lord. All the glory to the Lord.